Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. It's been six long weeks, but I'm back. What's doing? Very little, mate. Very little. Very, very little. Be good to uh, kick it back into gear. Both of us on board, so yeah, happy don't, days. Don't have to talk to yourself anymore. Those days are over. Oh, well, it was short and sharp, and it was fast. A couple of weeks without Keefe. Unlike with you and bloody jibber jaws. Mate, well, the fans do enjoy the show, so yeah. if there was ever complaints about length, which there's never There was plenty been. of compliments over the last six weeks, put it that way. I've seen the compliments, but there's never been complaints about the length, so come on. Yeah. Ease up, mate. Surely you're happy to have me back. Yeah. Wrapped. Let's go. Let's kick it into gear. Don't sound too enthusiastic, but hello, everybody. Uh, we start, as we always do, with the fast five, the best, the worst, the high, the low. Any questions coming out of the round? Who was your best? Uh, the bet, well, oh, geez, you've changed your order already. What's going on? Highlight, low light, best, worst. Question, mate. Come mate, on. I'm six weeks off here. Just yeah, go with the flow. Uh, my best was the Panthers. I thought they smashed the Tigers. Demolition. That's uh, three wins in a row for the Panthers. They faced my Titans on Saturday afternoon, uh, which will be a big test, but uh, they're locked into the finals now. They're on 28 points, so they'll be there come finals, and they're one of those sides that I think people are referring to in the fact that they may be able to uh, to win the competition from the bottom half of the eight, but we'll see what happens. But well done to the Panthers. They've locked their spot up. Yep, well, my best. I went for the Cowboys and the Roosters. Couldn't split the two. The Roosters now, uh, obviously, having... Most of their players back on deck, all the off-field things solved, and now having Watson in, giving Pierce a stable house partner, I think you're getting a better look at why I thought this team would well, play. Well, it's just Pierce. You take Pierce out. Pierce against the Panthers when you're away, they took Pierce out, yeah, well, and they just got annihilated. We're in Hargraves. They, they throw him in, and they win. They beat the Cowboys. We're in Hargraves, Cordner. Latrell's getting a bit of a refresh in the wing. Yeah, first forget all them. You back. put Pierce out, that side falls to pieces. You still Absolutely need your forwards to, to go forward, though. And I yeah, think but the, this, the forwards have been there for the most part. This late season is more of a reflection of what you would have expected early on but with all the injuries they've used the least amount of players the last three seasons this year's been a completely different outlook yeah. you're getting a better look at what you would have expected as well. so yeah. injuries you can't there's help. not much uh, sympathy oh, well I just think if Pierce was there for the first nine weeks they still make the eight yeah they probably do make the eight but you can't help the injuries you look at had. the Titans and you look at you know the Panthers and the Warriors and the Tigers like please if the Roosters have got Pierce the whole year um, they blow past all those sides. Yeah, no Cordner and Maria Hargroves to start the season. They're massive blows as well. The other team, like I said, the Cowboys, uh, why I haven't been here. Obviously been in a bit of a lean trot, but they got the job done quite convincingly on the weekend. Uh, better to see Morgan helping out with Thurston. Coot, I think, has gone a little bit quiet, but good to see one of the halves, and they're going to get back Scott and Granville, so I think they're going to spark up at the right time. Tamalolo also very, very good, but your worst. Uh, my worst? He's throwing me out, mate. Worst was Sam Cassiano kicking Corey Parker in the face. 
I don't know how the hell he didn't get sent off. Um, it makes me scratch my head. And I think Corey Parker did really well not to clock him one. Firstly, for when he when he did it. Secondly, for when he said, why don't you go and have a cry? Um, Corey Parker, you've got better, better internal fortitude than me. I'll give you the tip. Because I would have I snotted him one after he kicked me. And then if he said, go and have a cry, I would have snotted him again. Well, they definitely don't like each other, and by that I mean Parker and the uh, sorry Parker and the Bulldogs. There's been more than one problem with our players every time they've played so far. He's obviously got beef with Clemmer as well. So well, he doesn't have he, he never has uh, has run-ins with any other team. Yeah. I don't think Corey Parker's the problem there. I think the Bulldogs' grubby nature and you know the fact that and Sam Cassiano coming out and saying oh, I didn't mean to do it. Like, give me a break. He looked back and kicked him in the face. No, it was a bad look. There's no doubt. Bad look. That's, if that's not a send off, can someone let me know what a send off is? Because that's that's as clear of a send off as I'll, I'll ever see. Kicking someone in the face and busting him open. He looked like a bloody fat sausage that had been burst on the Barbie. Like his his face was, yeah, just not a good look. Not a good look at all. And he got two weeks. Like really? Hmm. They showed a few last night on the Matty John show. Some of them got five weeks for for less than what I thought Cassiano did. So yeah, I didn't didn't consider himself very very lucky. Didn't see the Matty John show last night, um, so I didn't get to see those. But, yeah, definitely wasn't a good look on Friday. Probably the biggest thing that I took out of that was it was nice to see the Broncos finally galvanise a little bit and fire up after that because they have had their own little issues yeah. internally and separately as a group. The game was gone. And they need to pull themselves together. They showed some better attitude from what I heard the week before against Parramatta, but um, that kind of last 10 minutes where they fired up and looked like they're kind of coming together they're going to need that in the next few weeks if they're going to be I don't, I don't know whether the they're going to be able to carry that through like, I don't, no, I think not so much that but it was good to see they stuck up for each other they, well they're always going to do that like someone kicks anyone in the face they're going to spark up like that um, I, the Broncos just need to put together 80 they're, they're getting better and better I think they put probably together 40 or 50 minutes on the weekend it was probably 20 to 30 against Parramatta so they're getting better yeah. well, my worst the Dragons uh, they've basically died in the arse since I left I've stopped, um, I've stopped giving them my worst. They, may have, had, my worst they may have had that one win last week, but again, I'm not going to read too much into that. They've lost five of their last six. And look at Cronulla's form. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's a team that won 15 in a row. They've gone a bit flat. The Tigers, probably the other one I can point the finger at. I know they lost Tedesco, but they were in there with a chance. They just didn't turn up at all on Friday, and Penn just ran a train on them. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I probably could have taken aim at as well, but there's no real surprise, surprise there. They're Warriors. really up and down. But the Tigers, after showing some pretty decent form, as soon as Tedesco goes down... They just bailed out on Friday. Some of the tries I watched, particularly in the first half, the Peter Wallace one would have soft. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't too impressed by them. But your highlight? Uh, I thought last night's game was my highlight. I love those low-scoring, tight games. Uh, I thought South, over the last three weeks, South have been outstanding. They got picked by uh, Melbourne. They went over to New Zealand, demolished, demolished the Warriors, and then they beat the Sharks in a real Sharks-like game. That, that's what the Sharks are renowned for, winning tight games like that. And last night, they... Um, they got outgunned. The, the defence of South Sydney, I don't know where that's been all year. They, they can't have just flicked the switch and turned this on. There must have been some sort of issue that was simmering, and obviously they've sorted it out because they seem to be playing for each other at the moment, South. And they play like this all year. They're another side. You know, you look at the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, the way they're playing now. If they could have played like that all year, they'd be easily in the eight. So some of those sides at the bottom end in the Panthers and the Titans can consider themselves lucky to probably be there and you know you also take, got to take into account the Parramatta have slid out of the eight they would have been in the eight as well so um, I, I know it's good for the Panthers and the Titans to be there but um, they're probably lucky in a way mm. well my highlight was just watching the footy again uh, literally not watched the whole game at all I saw 
maybe a highlight here or there when I had a chance with some Wi-Fi and a hostel, but I literally watched no football for six weeks. So yeah, uh, it was nice, even though I was half asleep during some just because of the jet lag. It was great to watch some football. So mm. what was your low light? Uh, Saturday night I cruised into ANZ Stadium. I watched uh, I watched the Knights versus Titans game, which was an absolute stinker. Um, and then I went over and watched the Bledisloe, and what a low sport that is, and what a low game it was. So Saturday afternoon was my low light. Yeah, that was it. The Union stunk, and the Titans, like, obviously the Titans needed to win. I was happy they won, but I was not impressed by the way they, uh, by the way they played. Um, and Newcastle, I expected better out of Newcastle, I've got to be honest. I thought that was one of their poorer performances of the year. Um, I think the Titans were there to be beaten, and I've said over the last four weeks that I think Newcastle will win a game. I still maintain that. I think they'll win a game in the last two weeks, but... Um, I think they'll probably knock off the Dragons. They've got South this week, and four weeks ago, you know, that looked like a game they could have won, but the way South are playing, they'll demolish Newcastle. Yeah, 100%. I yeah. agree with you there. Uh, my low light, jet lag, I fell asleep and basically missed the whole Roosters-Dragons uh, game, so I had to watch it again, and it took me out last night as well. So I missed most of that game, had to wake up and watch that again, so it kind of knocked me around a few it's times. watching in IQ anyway, mate. Oh, I still I got to watch the games with the old jet lag. I was sitting down really excited for a live game, and before I knew it, I'd woke up three hours later a couple yeah. of times. So, uh, yeah, kind of pushed me around. But what about questions? Well, I can't really ask you any questions because you haven't been here. So well, it's I've done a bit hard. I've done I, a I was going to ask you, so. well, can the Raiders win the comm? I, I think they can. Um, I know you, you haven't seen much of them. You would have seen Sunday's performance. So that's probably their worst performance in the last Well, I was going to say, I, I saw what I was worried about. Well, they had on the Josh weekend. Hodgson out as well, who's their best player. Yeah, they missed Hodgson, but they played a lower team and I would have expected them to just absolutely stick the boot yeah, in. But they are a lower team, but... Well, they not. are now with the players they're missing and what's happened to them during the year. But they're still not. You take they're, Pete's they're out the best, of the side, you take the Paul out of the side, in the, in you the take top. Corey Norman out of the side, you've got Gutherson playing at 5'8", they had a late reshuffle, Rory Bryan, Jeff shit. Robson. They're playing hard, man. The Parramatta Eels are playing hard and they're not, a, they're not an easy beat. They're if not the Knights, they're not the Dragons and they're certainly not the you Titans. You tell me, though, you give that start to the Storm or the Cowboys, they don't win that game. They get choked out and demolished. Yeah, but you're not, we're not talking um, about that Well, that's that what we're reflecting on. You're asking me if they can win the comp. I'm telling you right now, they have a start but you're judging on one game. I'm judging off that game because yeah. that's a team they should have run the game. train through. One that's lost players, yeah, they've got, got their best injuries. player out. So you're talking about players out. Yeah, Hodgson also had their compared best player to a side out. that's missing a heap of players, Look, not just Put it one. this way, six weeks ago, that's they wouldn't game. have come back and won that game. No, they wouldn't. So, you know, to me, if anything, it, it probably it wasn't a good first half. They struggled, and but then again, they turned it around and ended up winning the game. It could have, would have been real easy to throw the throw the bathwater out and well, I'm still uh, expecting turn it up, but they didn't. They come back and won the and next, won quite comfortably. The next two weeks, they have an easy draw. Let's be honest. They get Manly, who are depleted and holding on to players and not letting them have surgery just because they need to field a side, mm-hmm. and they get to play the Tigers, who basically. But you also look at where they are now, and they're really now it's just it's going to be Cronulla Canberra. It's just a yeah, matter of where it's. They played. want to play at home, so well, in saying that. Canberra beat Cronulla at Cronulla, and Cronulla beat Canberra at Canberra. Yeah, so I don't different think. Stage of the year. I know, but I don't. I don't think the home field advantage. I think is a little bit overrated, especially in the you way. See that, the crowd the last. Two yeah, but weeks. especially in the way that it's done. Like Cronulla aren't going to get to play at Ramondas or wherever the whatever it's called. Um, Shark Park, Canberra. They'll get to play the first week there, and then they get week saying, two. Unless if they lose, they're saying that they the preliminary is going to be in Sydney. Week three. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. That's all set in stone, as not whatever the rules are. But they're going to want the home final. Well, it should be. It's regional, isn't it? So Melbourne aren't going to be forced to play it at a bigger stadium. They're going to be able to play at Amy Park. Yeah, What's the difference between Canberra Stadium and Amy Park? Completely different state. No one travelling. No, I know that. But I'm saying in terms of it's no, it's not judged on that. It's judged on capacity. 
I don't know, this capacity of Bruce Stadium, Canberra. Mate, you're splitting, you're talking about maybe five or 10,000. Amy Park, I think, is 32 Ridiculous. and a half. Canberra something. come up here and play a preliminary final. There'll be half the people that would be in Canberra. So, dumb to me. Yeah. If it's regional, let them play in Canberra. It's part of the part of the attraction, especially if you want players to go down there. You know, you build your little, uh, that, that'd be like Newcastle. So, Newcastle don't play their preliminary final. Well, I in thought Newcastle? I thought they would have qualified their stadium. They've bigger. got thirty, surely. Theirs is bigger than normal. I'm pretty sure. Ridiculous. So, what else you got? That's it, mate. You got a question for me or what? Well, the Titans are in, or are they not? I know they're on oh, the fringe. Three and they've points. got the two games, but honestly, I'm looking at the Warriors and the Tigers. One of them gets a guaranteed win this week. But I, I, I don't know. No, I'm not confident with the Titans. I'm still after what I saw on the weekend. They're going to play Penrith and the Cowboys, two of the hotter teams in the in the comp. I know we're then relying on the Warriors winning two games, but um, the Warriors have got the Tigers and the Eels, who they're going to catch, obviously, without Tedesco, and you're catching the Eels last round. Um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I, I think we're going to have to win this week, or you, you know, then you're relying on going to Townsville last round to play the Cowboys. Um, and you know, it's probably going to be that the Cowboys have to win that game to finish in the top four. So it's yeah, it's well, looking difficult. I don't think it's still. I don't think it's wrapped up. Titans are the favourites this week. I don't know how, based on the way they performed. Uh, well, last time at home against the Warriors, they stunk, and then the way that they performed against Newcastle on the weekend. Um, I know they they managed to pip the Tigers, but they've been very unconvincing since they've got Jared Hayne. Uh, I think the sooner they can get Taylor and Roberts back yeah, in the he, half, he should be playing six. But move he has to Hayne back, or even move Hayne to lock. I don't care what they do and defend him on the edge. There's, there's a multitude of ways you can do it, but we need to get back to having Roberts and, and Taylor there, so we've got a more stabilised kicking game and uh, just we're just better organised with those two players. There. Yeah, we well, played our worst three games with Hayne. He's not a fire purely up. because we don't have the two halves there. We no, need we need yeah. two halves on the field, and that's just the easiest spot to put him to get his hands on the football. Um, but he's I not think a if they both play this weekend and we play well. Um, and Penrith is slightly off. I think we can. Uh, I think we can beat Penrith. But if if Hayne plays at six, I, I don't see how we beat Penrith. We struggled to beat Penrith last time. We both are halved in, and Penrith were off. So, well, that's... yeah. Look, I think that. Well, realistically, now you're, you're only looking at that. It's Titans or the uh, or the Warriors for eighth, um, and then you're looking at either Broncos are an outside chance. But you're thinking it's going to be more likely Cowboys or Bulldogs for fourth, or fourth and fifth. Well, the way I had it, I did the predictor for the last games this afternoon to see how it would play out. I had Melbourne one, Canberra two, Cronulla three, Cows four, Bronx five, Dogs six, Penrith seven, Titans eight. So week one. Well, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping the Bulldogs land five because well, I'll, if I'm the Titans, I want to play them first. You want to play the Dogs? I want the Dogs to stay in four because yeah. that means we get them at Melbourne week one, but. The way I've got it fallen would be that the Cowboys come to Melbourne week one, Cronulla travel to Canberra, Broncos and Titans, so you get a Queensland game, they'd probably be a good one up there at Suncorp, and the Dogs play the Panthers. Uh, and then the way it worked out week two... See, that, that, the Dogs-Panthers, that's that's going to be neutral anyway because if Penrith, Penrith finish uh, well, fifth I have dogs, or six, I have dogs I'm just saying, six. Penrith finish fifth or six, they have to play at ANZ, ANZ anyway. Yeah, well, the way it worked out after that was the Cowboys and Cronulla lose, so that means Cronulla Penrith week yeah, two. We're looking too far into it. Cows Broncos, and then you'd get the top four back yeah. for the final four games. But opposite well, let's side look at it this time next week. We'll so. have a better idea. Again, this week there was a few results that people didn't predict. So, um, and there will be in the last two weeks. Again, the draw means Jack. Um, I'm expecting a few more upsets to come, and 
Um, you know, we were talking about Cronulla being almost shoe-ins for the minor premiership, and now they're not even shoe-ins to finish second. So I think they're always chasing. See what happens. They're always there with Melbourne, but if you thought one team might have had a flat spot, I thought Melbourne might have had a week or two off, but I didn't expect the Sharks to crash so That's hard for three weeks. Exactly. So we'll see what happens in the next two. But at the same time, he didn't pull any players or rest, and they reckon even the training setup, they've only just had a week off. So he's, he's definitely managed things different. Well, I heard players saying that they've had plenty of rest, and no so, excuse. So I don't know what... His setup was, but again, they haven't played probably as much finals football and managed, had to have such a heavy rep workload. So I don't know if Flanagan's managed it or not, but they definitely need to spark up and fast. Uh, Penner, if that was my other question, you're obviously pretty keen on them, but I look at the results, especially the last two weeks. I'm not keen on them. No, but a lot of people are going, they number big chance winning from the outside. I'm not buying too much, especially the last three weeks' results because of the teams they've beaten. Uh, I know they've won five of their last six, but the last three weeks in particular, a lot of people beating the drum about points scored and defensive displays they played Newcastle the Tigers without Tedesco and I forgot who the other result was but um, you know I, I don't. I can't read a lot when you beat three teams that are outside the eight and pretty much playing for nothing yeah well, they still got to win they've only got to beat what's in front of them um, yeah. look they've got obviously got the Titans this week then they've got Manly they should win one of those two so I expect them to finish uh, sixth or seventh um, and then yeah I, I don't know I, I just think they're one of the sides you could Make a case for even Canterbury winning the comp outside. The Titans, I think, the Titans and the Warriors are going to be the only real write-off. They're, they're ninth. So whoever's whoever's uh, eighth is theoretically ninth because Parramatta would have been in the eight easily. So they, they're out. So ninth is going to finish eighth, and they're going to be cannon fodder, whether it's um, Titans or the Warriors. They're both too inconsistent. They can't string four good weeks of footy left together. Well, I'd rather the You've Titans. got Panthers, you've got the Broncos, and you've got the Bulldogs, who I think will all finish outside the four. You had... Uh, the Broncos, who were favourites pre-season, who are going to come into some good form, no doubt about it. You've got the Bulldogs, who um, have been in the top four, well, for the majority of the season, or at least half the season. They've been floating in and out. You know, we've both got question marks on their form, but the, the fact of the matter, the matter is they, they win games. They're winning games. They're up there. They've beaten a lot of the top sides. Um, and then you've got the Panthers, where... I think if they bring Tamari Martin in and they bring, they move Cartwright back to the edge, they're going to be a more dangerous team. Whether they can string four good weeks together, who knows? But they're certainly capable of it. That's my only argument. There's, usually, you can go through the bottom of the eight and rule out three or four sides straight away. You know, we've said it for the last three, four, five, six years that really, if the if the winner comes out of, doesn't come out of the top four, who knows? But this year, I think there are some realistic chances. Well, I wouldn't be throwing Martin back in or at this point for how deep they've gone. I would be. With Cartwright that isn't a six, and yeah, they're right. not—they're not playing good football with Cartwright at six. Yeah. And he's—he's he's openly said on Starlo on Wednesday he doesn't want to play six. I know, but so, for, the, for the situation in right now, Martin come. Well, back they can't from, win the comp with him at six. Martin come back from a major injury. He's played poorly the last couple of weeks. Played three like weeks. All reports so. I don't think he's going to spark up this time of the year. They've been getting the job done with Cartwright there. I think that is role is how they're playing right now. Um, I think the back row in particular has been very, very good. Um, I didn't mind what I saw on the weekend, to be honest, so I just keep going with the flow. But uh, that's the fast five for this week. We jump straight into the reviews from the weekend, or did you want to do hit the power rankings? If something... Well, up to you, mate. Oh, well, if it's something you've been doing, we'll get that out of the way first, I suppose. Are you doing it or not? Well, I wrote one down after what you sent through. So right. you've been doing power rankings every week? I have week, been. I requested the fans, mate. I'm a man of the fans. All right. So did you do your tiers as well or not? I did the, something similar to what you did, but you give me your power rankings. What uh, you got? I've got Raiders at one. Who have you got at one? I had the Raiders basically just going off results. Yeah. Number two, I've got the Storm. Yep, same. Number three, the Cowboys. Yep. Number four, the Sharks. Same. Five, the Broncos. Yep. Six, the Bulldogs. I have Panthers. 
Seven, the Panthers. I have the Roosters. Eight, the Roosters. No, I've got the Dogs. Nine, I've got Souths. I've got Souths there. Ten, I've got the Titans. Yep. Eleven, the Warriors. Yep. Twelve, the Tigers. Yep. Thirteen, the Seagulls. Yep. Fourteen, Dragons. Yep. Fifteen, Eels. Yep. And sixteen, Knights. Basically similar. Uh, realistically... You seem, you seem really excited about the power rankings, mate. Realistically, the top three I've gone off, obviously, more so the results while I've been gone. Canberra's this week made it seven in a row. Storm, six from seven. Cowboys obviously flattened out, but I still think they've got a ridiculously talented side. But if you ask me right now, I know everyone's saying Canberra's got the ability, Canberra's got the score. I agree, but... They haven't played finals since 2010. I don't think there's a lot of guys there that got that experience. I want to see them win a finals game, especially if it's week one and they get a prelim. If they get to a prelim, you know, then I'll probably believe they've got a really good chance. But uh, right now, if you ask me, am I going to put them over the storm of the Cowboys? I still think one of those sides is more likely to win the comp. Yeah, um, that's just well, my tears. I had. I've been doing these for the last five or six weeks. So well, lock top four now. You've got Storm, Sharks, Raiders. So they're all going to be in the top four. Yeah. Locked in the top eight, I've got the Dogs, Cowboys, Broncos and Panthers. And obviously the Dogs, Cowboys and Broncos outside chance of the top four. One point away, the Titans, they, win, they get one more point. Um, they're probably going to need, they're going to get two, obviously, um, to get there. Or they might snag a draw, who knows. But they're one point away from locking up a spot. Life support, I've got the Warriors. They need, basically, they're relying on the Titans to lose two and they've got to win two. So they're relying on other sides. And then dead, I've got the rest of the sides. Tigers, Dragons, Manly, South, Eels, Roosters, Knights. Well, I had all of them dead, but I had Tigers purely because they're playing the Warriors this week also on life support because if somehow they can jag two, I don't think they will. Um, mathematically, right now, it's only them and the Warriors. Everyone else is done. Mm. So it's well, down to I don't those, think they can win two games. It's down to those three teams, as simple as that. Titans need to get a win or need the other two to fall flat in their face, but one of them is getting a win this week, so yeah. it may come down to the last round. Titans have got the harder game, but I still don't even know if I'd trust the Warriors to get the job done with two home games and easier games, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking. No, I agree. All right. I agree. Well, there's the power rankings, and you've got the tiers there. Things pretty much wrong. Like I said, it's basically almost settled uh, two weeks out of the eight. Uh, the Titans think there's anything left over. Most of the top fours all settled. There's basically going to be very, very minimal movement. So we've got a pretty good picture of what's going on. Just... Mainly have a look, I suppose, the next two weeks about form of some of those sides. But reviews of the game, speaking of some of those teams, Broncos, Dogs, two that will feature. 2010, uh, Broncos' attitude was terrible before I left. It looked a little bit better from uh, the highlights I watched the week before against Parramatta. The other night, again, I didn't think it was too bad, especially defensively, but their attack seems still stagnated pretty badly. Um, they weren't too bad overall, but... It, it... No, I think their attack's been all right the last two weeks, and that's on the back of... Their middle forwards sparking up a little bit. Their, their middle forwards, Josh McGuire, um, Adam Blair, even McCulloch struggled a little bit. They seem to now be getting on top of sides and leading the side forward, and it's no no surprise or no mistake that that's allowing the halves to have more time to move. And um, Darius Boyd's laying on some tries, so I, I think Brisbane's middle is their issue. They're getting rolled through when they get beaten in the middle, and when they win, they're dominating in the middle. So. Uh, I think that's where it is. I think the criticism of the halves is, you know, somewhat warranted, but yeah, you're it's only overstated in. by the fact that their middle's been horrible. I think yeah. Josh McGuire since Origin's been terrible. I think in general, like I said... Blair, again, he's been terrible. They well. haven't had that same group mentality there. Last year, though, this angry ant side with this small pack that just got stuck into everyone, but obviously lots of stuff off-field, individually, bits and pieces going on, they all need to come together. Well, when their bench, the bench props are out playing their middle props, starting props, there's something wrong because they're, they've got no names on the bench, really. Well, Tavita Pangai looked like he 
played pretty well again the other night from what I saw, and I'm guessing he's probably continued that since he's been in. Jared Wallace has almost been their best prop. So that's telling you basically what you need to know. Yeah. He's heading your way next year as well, going yeah. to the Titans. But, Better than um, Dave Shillington. Yeah, well, on the move, old Shillow's probably the end of him. But uh, I didn't, the, the Bulldogs, on the flip side of it, same thing as Gosboy says. He's probably got his little saying that fits the best. They're about as reliable as a fiddler's elbow. They're up and down. They're all they're over the halves. place. They can't even kick inside. I said this ages ago to you, and you, I know you sort of disagree with me, but the, when your halves can't get a repeat set, how the hell do you think you're going to compete in big games? It's as simple as that. So um, their halves, again, can't kick inside 20. They can't come up with composed um, decisions. Michael Leisha is awful. I said that to you to start with. I know you had a bit of a crush on him, but if they had Michael Ennis there, they'd be a much better side. Um, I, I don't know. And the fullback, to me, Will Hopawade, he's a solid first grader, but he's not an outstanding player. I think Josh Reynolds out of those four is by far and away um, the most impactful, and he's got points in him, but he's just hamstrung by a nine that doesn't have a lot of creativity and doesn't have a lot of speed, defends okay. He's he's a borderline first grader. Will Hopawade, when's the last time he really created a try out of nothing? He, he doesn't. Um, you're looking at... Then Moses and Bai, who's solid, but he needs... He's very similar to Josh Reynolds in that he needs a composed half next to him. They're both very flamboyant. Both None of them are the real organised. Neither so are a proper seven. You don't have... They're, 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 the makeup of their spine is totally out of order. Um, I still don't think they roll forward and play to their strengths, though. They need to generate quick play the balls for Leisha and get early balls to their halves. But even when they do, I don't see... I don't, Leisha does... He's, no, for me. But no. neither of those halves Bad can organise, so all over. That's why I don't rely on them at all. That's why I, I would have. I wouldn't have let go of Hod- Hodkinson. I think Hodkinson fitted that side well if if they played yeah, the right way. Yeah, because he offered stability. But I well, still don't kick, think they play the right way kicker. with their forwards. I still don't trust anything they're doing. And I'd have, I, I wouldn't have. I would have just punted Leisha. I would have, I'd play Reynolds at nine, and I'd ha- I would have had him by and uh, Hodkinson. Well, they should have just kept Cook. Cook suited what they needed play, to do. Well, that's another one. He jumps. He's, he's better player than Leisha. Well, he just jumps and plays straight, and he works off the back of the roller. And the halves are the same, but they still need a solid number seven. They definitely needed a ball-playing fullback. They brought Brad Abbey. Uh, they never gave him a chance, even when Hopper was having his Sundays off, which I didn't understand. You got the best young talent with the ball-playing But what is Hopper-Wade still... No one can tell me that he's definitely a winger, he's definitely a centre, he's definitely a fullback. No, but I'd better say, you know what Brad Abbey is, you've watched Brad Abbey play, so when he was out That's for six fine, weeks, I just I'm don't saying, understand like, why there's they... confusion in that. If he's, if you're paying him the money that the Bulldogs are paying him, you need to be getting more out of what they're getting out of Will Hopper yeah, But I don't understand why they brought Abbey in that six-week period they had to look at him for what he is. They wanted a ball-playing fullback. They didn't even take a look. Mm. I, I really don't understand the move. The, but the, they're going to they're win games just because... They're pretty consistent, like in, in the fact that they turn up and. Well, theirs is all about. They made 16 errors the other night and that killed them. But you watch most this games. This has always says, oh, we completed yeah, 80%. We completed 80%. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, when they do that and keep it ugly and basic, they're boring as batshit, but they yeah. get the job done. So. Yeah. But the makeup of their spine, the way they're they not, use... They're not going to win four weeks in a row in the finals. No, no way. And when we were saying before, but they're one side, I'm putting a pen through. Oh, there's no way they're winning the comp. Well, I agree. I don't think they're winning the comp. I don't care where they finish top four, outside the four. There's nothing there that's convincing me that they're knocking off one of those three sides. And even the Broncos the other night, as up and down as they've been, I can just, you know, I'd still I, I can just smell them making the grand final and just some sort well, of. Well, I think a lot would have to go. A lot would have to go well. For a lot went their way right uh, two years ago. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I think a lot would have to happen for them to get the grand final. And if they got there and a red hot Cowboys or a Canberra, or so I think one of them might. Where think. did they finish? A when they, they beat Melbourne first round, and they knocked Melbourne out. 
Well, I can't remember when they finished. I think they were in the top four that year, though. Oh, okay. I don't know. Melbourne must have been minor premiers. But that was almost a shoo-in that, that was going to be a bloodbath when we yeah. got their grand final day. It did take 60-something minutes because South dropped the ball and filled it around. Well, and that's what the Canterbury do. They sort of get when it exploded, uh, it exploded. That game got ugly real quickly. Yeah, all right. Well, let's move on. We're talking about the Bulldogs too much. Yeah, well, the Bulldogs, they play the Cowboys this week. I think uh, the Cowboys, good chance here, obviously, to get even with them and move into fourth spot and hopefully it's hold that. It's a Belmore, but like, it's a, you know, you... Tough, tough place to win, Belmore. Yeah, well, I still like the Cowboys. Broncos, they play Melbourne away. They'll be seeking some redemption, but they're going to have to improve a lot uh, on what they did on the weekend to beat Melbourne there. Panthers, 40-10 over the Tigers. Uh, like I said, I thought this was just a soft attitude from the Tigers. Tedesco's out. They would have been looking for some resilience after they've done a pretty good job the last few weeks to hang in for finals contention. They basically just showed zero effort. Uh, some of the contact on Friday in defence and just general attitude was poor. Yeah, they were awful. Uh, not but they, they, they've run their race. The Titans game was it, then they lost to Tedesco, and then that was it. That was their season. That was the semi-final. They played like it that day. It was always going to be hard for them to bounce back. Penrith had a heap more to play for. Um, they were way more enthusiastic. They ran harder. They offloaded the ball. They played faster, and they taught the Tigers a new one. They got what they deserved. Um, Looking at their situation, this goes outside what happened to this game, but would you give Robbie Farah a final game if they're done and dusted? Even no. Despite all the bad blood, whatever's going on, is he leaving? Is he not leaving? God knows if that's okay, sorted. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you this one. If he comes out and says, I'm leaving, yeah, I would. They're going to give you If he says, no, I'm not, I'm going to be, you know, dig my uh, heels in like he has done, then no way. I'll freeze him out. But if he says, I'm leaving, announces it, happy days... Tigers are out of contention, then yeah, I'll give him a final game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The only things I've heard since I've gone is that Souths were interested. Apparently, but it's gone cold. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, heard again, I wouldn't be that. doing that with Cook there, and they've obviously got McInnes locked in for Well, the worst thing bit, for so. Robbie Farrow is Souths' form over the last three weeks, because before that, they were desperate for someone like Farrow. But now that things are working with Cook, they seem to have turned a corner a little bit. Well, I think, again, the Farrow talk's gone cold. Cook suits that side when they go forward. And since I've been home now on the weekend, that's the first time this year I saw all the Burgesses actually all going forward and not making stupid and it's errors. Funny that, uh, it's funny that the Reynolds to Parramatta talk died um, around the same time as the Farrow to South talk died. Because I, I'm not really sure. Reynolds and Farrow didn't work in origin. So I know that Adam Reynolds wouldn't want to play with Robbie Farrow for the same reason that Jason Taylor doesn't want Farrow at the Tigers in the fact that he doesn't get the ball and he's not going to get the ball when he wants it. So they need to make a decision. And I think I tend to think you can play with Cook, that's fine, because he's very simple. He's going to pass or he's going to run, that's good. But you could, with the forward pack South's have got, put Farrow in there and he's going to do a good job for you. Well, I'll put but it in this put, way. I wouldn't buy Farrow. Uh, I don't care what price he's coming at. The person, whatever it is, even if he yeah, comes Yeah, but I think South are in a position where... It's not his house, I get that, but I still don't want him there. It's starting to sound like Jared Hayne, mate. But it's not his house. It's not my house. He's been at the Tigers forever. He's yeah, but run his race. Think... He's knife people. He's the king of the castle there. But he goes to South. He's not king of the castle, but I still South don't want him. South aren't winning a comp in the next two years, though. No. So I don't mind the roll of the dice. I still don't want him at my club. That's. I, 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 I can see why, put it that way. But I can I can definitely see why the Tigers want to get rid of him as well. Look how close they went to the finals with a patched up side. Their salary cap still isn't in order. If they can move far on, get someone to pick up even half of his wage, um, it's going to work well for them for next season and moving forward. Yeah, but I said. And South, I don't mind it. If it's a two-year gamble, they go, right, I will take him for two years because they had so much success with Isaac Luke and they're similar sort of players in the fact that their attacking focus would be the nine. 
I think it might take just, some pressure off. I don't Reynolds, think Farrell was what he was anyway. In general, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't pay. Well, him. I don't know. I just think he's, he's just not so worth. poisonous. Like since Taylor's been there the last well, two years, that, I don't his think. focus has been on the coach and protecting his territory, not yeah, on playing legs, footy. Even his legs and his footballing ability, everything I've seen, I think everything slowed down. He's played for so long. He's been such a great player, but the last two three years, I, don't, I haven't seen anywhere near the player what he was. I think he's slowing down, which all of them do. Well, I have in patches. So I, I just. I just I, I think be a, change of, uh, a change of scenery. Look at Michael Ennis. He looked almost done at the Bulldogs. Well, and then he's I, gone to I have that idea with you again, though. I, at really the Bulldogs, well. I thought he was restrained by the system, which is why I think Hasler hasn't evolved at all. At Cronulla, he's actually allowed to kick from dummy half but and ball play. But you're making an argument against yourself because this 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 that's exactly what Farrell will get when he goes to South. But Leisha, in the same sense, at the Sharks was this loose ball playing, I run around forward, get to create, and since he's been at the Bulldogs, Maybe in 20s. I just basically watch him play there and he looks the same mm-hmm. as what Ennis did. He's restrained by the system that he's playing in. The, bull, yeah. the Bulldogs forwards do more handling than the football than anyone. He might have been a good 20s player, yeah, and a first grader. But their system is that the, the forwards handle the ball more than anybody. What's the point of having key playmakers or that spine rolls if well, you're not going to theoretically, then get rid of James Graham because that's... Well, that's what I'm saying. He touches the ball more than the halves do. But you look at Ennis, he goes to the Sharks, he gets given some freedom and the last couple of years he's gone double figures for try assists. I, uh, I get why the Bulldogs play the way they do. I just don't agree with the makeup of their side and I think if you're going to play people in the halves, then allow them to be halves. Yeah, exactly. And I feel the same about the nine roll. But uh, Tigers, they're both, like you said, they're I done. I think Leash is bad. That's I, just, I don't think I don't think Leash has got any. Yeah, well, That's the t- yeah, well, we go back to the Tigers. They got dusted. Their season's over. As soon as Tedesco went down, that was the end of it. Uh, Penrith, the young forwards, obviously very impressive. I think Merrin, second half of the year, definitely justified the pay packet. Start of the year, wasn't too impressed, but I think now he's gone. Well, start of the year, the side was pretty inconsistent. I think even him himself, though, and his performances. If you're getting that kind of coin, you want to see that guy living on the field every week. But I think now he's gone to another level. Uh, Dallin had a very good game. Fisher-Harris, all these guys kind of chipped in. So see what happens this week. They do play the Titans and the Tigers, like we said, last chance against the Warriors. Speaking of the Titans, 26-6 over the Knights. Uh, they were pretty safe from this game. There wasn't anything too outstanding about the victory. Got most of their points in the first half. Probably the big thing for me, and it's been the story why I've been away, and again, when I come back, Ryan James. Ryan James has been playing out of his skin. Mm. Until he broke, buddy. Oh, he broke. <laughs> That's sure. what we... Well, it's funny that he, he played, and yeah, he probably shouldn't have, but he, he was... Close to the best player well, again. He he's just going to get the little. He's just got. Well, no, I get that, but he's got to get the crap out of his game because it's going to come back and bite him. Um, but he has been good, apart from those little brain snaps that he's still got there. But that's the only crop I've got with him. He, his form's been um, outstanding. Yeah, like I said, he's been probably the form front. The less said about this game, the better. It was crap. The, the Titans blew him away. It was eighteen nil or sixteen nil after as many minutes, and then it just Titans took the foot off the pedal, and um, Newcastle sort of fumbled and bumbled their way around. They got an intercept try. There should have been a try um, go the other way. It should have been 22-0 Titans. Nathan Ross scored and added a bit of interest in the game, but and then it just petered out for about 40 minutes. Yeah, well, the biggest thing I took is what you said before. I watched Hayne play at six. I understand why they're doing it at the moment, but when they get Taylor back with Roberts, he's got to go to one uh, just to strengthen the side around. He can't play in the halves. No, no brainer. He's not a, not a half, no doubt about it. But, yeah, Newcastle, same old. Thought Ross was good. Gagai, 14 tackle breaks, good effort. But, yeah, Brown was uh, pretty forthright on Sunday, Triple M NRL this week, about other players they're moving on, talking about uh, some well, hard man, conversations. Uarte's one that they're trying to get rid of at the moment. There's plenty of talk about well, that. Uarte's on 800,000. But no one has to leave. That's the thing, like you were saying. You can obviously tell them the, the score, but they have to honour contracts. Uh, 
they're still hamstrung by their cap. There's talk that Jared Mullen may be another one of these guys, and I don't blame him again. He's on about 600, and he's basically not... Oh, well, for how long he's been there and all the potential and all the talk around him, like, what's he really done in his career? He's had a lot of injuries, especially uh, probably the last five or six years. I wouldn't blame him for moving him on either. Mm. So there's a lot of hard decisions that need to be made, but again, they have to honour contracts even if they do want to move people on, so they're just hamstrung by their situation, unfortunately. Yeah. And the year hasn't gotten any better, but yeah, they play the Dragons... Uh, that's, I know they don't. I think he's doing a good job, but Nathan Brown, good on him. Yeah, I agree. They, they play South this week, who have definitely come back with some form, so it's probably going to be another hard week for them. Titans, Panthers, like we said, big game for the Titans, chance to guarantee finest football and a test against a side that will be there. The Storm, 38-18 over Manly. Uh, Manly to me, I don't take a lot of this game. Last legs, it was their 12 halves combo. They've got Tafua, Trebojevic, a couple of blokes who have had to put surgeries on hold just so they can field a team for Christ's sake. Um, Storm better in O than what they've been, but the D, they're still leaking um, some points that they weren't, and they were really, really good most of the year, only conceding two tries a game or less, but still a bit lax there. But they've got two weeks to fix it. Um, and Cooper Cronk played out of his skin. Again, probably maybe consolidating or going close to, you've seen more than I have, but maybe win the Daly M for the second time. Yeah, the hardest thing is they're all going to take points away from each other. Well, I think that's, only, that's only him and Smith, really, I think, the way things have been this year. No, Munster's been playing very well the last four or five weeks. Um, well, he missed even, a big chunk even. Yeah, still. I know that, but if you're talking about getting points, you know, recently... Um, Smith won some points in Origin. Though, hard. Smith, so. Smith would have been the uh, Smith would have got the three against South. Um, he, or, he probably would have gone close to getting it. Um, he would, probably would have got two on Saturday. So that, that's the thing. They just take points off each other. But uh, if one of them won the Daily M, I wouldn't be surprised. If, if, it, if the Daily M isn't Hodgson, Smith or Cronk, I'll be very surprised. Well, the funny thing, and I'll bring it up again, it's an absolute miracle if it does happen. But or, the other one would be Tal Malala. Ryan James was equal first when it went away, mm. and he's been one of your I, best I performers hope, in all I bloody weeks. hope uh, Tal Malala... Um, I don't. I don't particularly want Ryan James. That's what I'm saying. But there's a but I'd like, real and chance. I'm a, I'm a Titans fan. He was a real chance for though. Malolo, he scored these doubles and been your best in your wins. Yeah, so. but if you if I said to you, a hundred times out of a hundred, who would you take out of Talmalolo and oh, Ryan Tom James? Yeah, so, I'm but I'm saying for the whole year, the body of work. Again, he loses points to other teammates. Also, that's what I'm saying. James, I, that's why I think this James is grabbing crap. these threes. If there's enough, it threes. probably gives Hodgson because Austin's had a pretty quiet year. Caesar's been up and down. Um, Jack White and like you look at your key position players who score who poll well that's why he scored so well as, as well Hodgson yeah, so leads from the front but he's been outstanding don't get me wrong yeah. um, I, I really, I'd love to see Hodgson win it I think it'd be outstanding for um, English football I mean there's a lot of a lot of guys over there that have probably got bigger raps on them than him uh, who haven't come over here but yet he's come over here as a bit player you know that's they I don't think Ricky Stewart was uh, ever would have ever expected the sort of form that he's delivered for Canberra. So, well done to Hodgson. I, I think it'd be great for the game. I think you'd see a lot more players come over. Mm. That's like Joe Burgess. Like, going on to last night, you, I know Hardacre's here and Joe Burgess. Like, Joe Burgess now is used to the NRL. He's now an NRL player. It's taken that year for him to have some ups and downs and he's moved from he's the Roosters. But, but I know, it's, it's, it's sad that he's going back because he's now... 
going real well. Like he was great last night. I still think you need like yardage is the biggest thing for me when he, they bought you him. You watched over. that game last night. He was very, very good last night, and he's been very, very good the last few weeks. He could, he could easily stay in the NRL. The heartache situation, I'm just not sold on because he hasn't got a chance in his actual position. No, like, I keep picking him on the bench. I get the, I get the dumb. convenience of swapping Segiaro, getting somebody like that, and having to look at him. But you're not going to get a true reflection of what he is when he's playing center and bench and whatever. It's just kind of a waste of time, really. Well, it's, it's a better deal for Leeds because Leeds had nothing to lose in the fact that they're playing down in the um, middle eight. So what does it matter? It's not yeah. like they're going to and try and comp. Yeah, and they, they, that, they could get him over there, have a look at him. If he fits, Honestly, they've probably got it. something they needed more. But Penrith a... certainly aren't going to risk their team cohesion, put Hardacre in when they're a chance of making the... Well, they're going to well, play I still think now. they're just wasting it anyway because that's a bench spot. I'd rather... Well, I, just, I agree. Else, I think so. they've either got to pick, pick him in the side or don't pick him at all. Yeah. And again, they're talking about the Moylan move and getting him to play his natural position at fullback. If they didn't do that at the start, which they haven't, there's no way they're doing it now. Well, the so. soon, when Cartwright moves back to the back row, it'll be non-right hardacre. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Because that back row will move back to the bench, so... Looking at Manly, like I said, I can't read too much of that. Their year's been terrible. Um, I think they've probably overachieved considering the amount of injuries and the situation they've been dealt. But that's just the way the cards fall sometimes. And uh, Melbourne, like I said, defence, still a little bit lax in a few moments, but the attack, pretty good. Some players looking sharp, and they've still got McLean and a few bits and pieces to come back into that side. So uh, they'll build on, and they play the Broncos this week at home. Manly, they play Canberra. Cowboys 34 to 6 over the Warriors. Uh, a bit of spark come back here, and probably the biggest thing is seeing guys help out Jonathan Thurston, in particular Morgan, who had the injury after Origin. Gone a little bit quiet, but he sparked up the other night. Good try assist early. Good run late. I think he's been good all year, though. So no surprise. Recently, he's been a bit quiet. Obviously, the side's been a bit quiet recently, but he, uh, he was best on ground for me the other night. And Morgan, yeah, not far behind him, but. I flicked this onto my phone because the bladders I was so bad um, and saw most of it. But are you really surprised? I mean, the Warriors, they don't travel and it was a pr- another game that they probably had a little bit more to play for than what the Cowboys did. In, you know, in the, the Cowboys already locked a spot. Um, I expected a better showing out of the Warriors and they were horrendous. Really, really bad. Sean Johnson in pressure games. Got question marks over him. His composure, uh, his ability to find the right play. Um for his team he kicked out on the full a couple of times and just put in some really poor kicks I just don't he doesn't get... run the ball enough for me I, he needs someone just to grab him and, and give him some direction and especially like he's got um, McFadden there who's an ex-half and his game doesn't seem to be getting any better no and I think again no Luke not helping out the forward situation he won't pick Lola here which I still don't understand Carter was out um, there was a few little bits and pieces the other night, but overall, they were never there. They got walked all over. They made a lot of errors, especially in the second half. Cowboys, Tamau, Tamalolo, between the two of them, was like 450 metres. They really laid a platform, but good to see Morgan spark back up, help Thurston out. And but if there's one side that should not get rolled through the middle, it's the, the Warriors. Warriors, 100%. And yeah. consistently, they get rolled through the middle. 
and attitude, like I said, question week to week. They're just one of those sides. You never know what you're going to get. Mm. Sometimes they turn up, they're absolutely brilliant. Other times they're terrible. Probably the biggest thing I took out of this is I've been waiting. Um, if they're not going to play Lola here, I've been waiting for them to finally give Hingano a run. And his last 20, 30 minutes, let me tell you, he was looked like he was in complete control and Sean Johnson was a passenger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that was the pretty sad thing when I was sitting there going, this is like an 18-year-old who has played cup for a year and a half now and done really, really well against men, but he didn't hold back when he got in there. He I look at really Johnson, comfortable. and I, I think he needs a strong cut, like someone to really knock him into line. Like imagine if he was under Bellamy or someone like that. Like when when is when are Cronk and Smith going to retire? You reckon year or two? Well, like every, if, if everyone, I'm Melbourne, I'm, everyone's I'm, contracted to twenty eighteen. I'm really going to try and go hard for Johnson. I reckon. It, the Craig Bellamy is, could unlock Johnson. He's basically said he's packing it in. He'll probably take one of the rep yeah, jobs. So fair enough. That's not going to be happening. But I'd love to see Bellamy coach or, you know, Bellamy or a Bennett or someone that just got that hard edge and can straighten out a half. Um, it doesn't seem to be many halves, uh, many coaches that get the best out of their halves. Even Robinson, I think, could get the best out of uh, Johnson. But it's frustrating to watch him. He's got so much potential and he he's a superstar. No, no doubt about that. But it's just neither here nor there it's so inconsistent yeah well whether they make the 8 or not they're basically a non-factor they should they're a better side than the Titans they beat the Titans up up at home two weeks ago and then they go back over there and get pummeled by South and get pummeled by the Cowboys the worst thing is with that word mathematics so they're still going to win two they've got to hope on you guys as well well they're they're still a massive shot it's not the situation you want to be in basically but um, on the Cowboys side of things good signs there not surprised Scott Granville still to come back. They're going to improve, so I'm not too worried about them at this point in time, especially if they get everyone back on the park. They play the Dogs this week. Big chance to get into the top four and get two bites of the cherry. Tigers and Warriors play, obviously. One of them will be done after this week. But Canberra, 28-18 over the Eels. The Eels gutsy again. Reshuffled side late with a couple of changes. Um, With everything that's happened during the year, it's been a hard situation. But Canberra starting quite flat. I give, like I said, take nothing away. From Parramatta, but once they woke up, second half held the footy. Leilua and Croker, in particular, very very good. Baptiste brought that spark off the bench, and I also thought Josh Papali had a massive game. But um, they ran all over him mm. basically second half and got the job done. Second half they did. Yeah. First half the Eels found some holes, and that was good coaching. I think Brad Arthur well, earlier in the year the Eels smashed the Raiders, so he obviously knew a few chinks in the armour and applied that. But obviously had different players able to uh, apply it or, or apply what he wanted to do but uh, well done to Canberra they they showed some resilience which I was a good question to be answered particularly at this time of the year you wouldn't want to go down 18-0 in a, in a finals game so they're going to take plenty of confidence out of the fact that things can go against them and they can still find a way to win uh, which was good and, and Parramatta are not an easy opposition I know they're down on troops but they're, uh, they're a tough side they're well coached and they're really playing for each other so uh, they're certainly not easy beats, uh, and, and that was a good win by Canberra. I know it was a different sort of win. They've knocked off the Sharks and knocked off Melbourne, and you know they played from in front in most of those games, but this was uh, just as impressive for mine. Yeah, well, it's not easy to get behind and come back. The biggest thing is they've strung some wins together, which is the one thing they've never been able to do. Consistency's not been a big thing. It's been two wins, two losses. But also in different ways. Like playing from in front, playing from behind. All over the... And they've generally blown leads. They've generally blown yeah. leads in the past, which in this streak they haven't done. They've either blown teams off the park or they've found a way to come back and get yeah. the job done. Uh, even the Newcastle games. I know they've got a draw in one, they've got the win in the other one. See, to me, you but look these at like Cronulla... Cronulla to me look like a, just they're a front runner. They they if they get behind, they really question their ability to to chase points. 
So I think that's a bit of a concern where, you know, whereas I'm looking at Canberra and I look at Melbourne and even the Cowboys and I know that whether they're 10 in front or 10 behind, I still think they're generally going to play the same style of footy. Which, well, in finals games, you need to be able to do. If you go behind by 10 in a grand final, you I, can't just change your whole tactic and what you're doing and panic. I think out of all of them, Canberra's got more X factor in the way that they play because they play different than the rest of them. They've got the power. And they've also got the ability to make more errors as well by yeah, the way they play. It goes against but them, fine. but if they get a roll on and passes start to stick and they break tackles, which they do better than anyone, especially from their outside backs who start their set so well, yeah. it's really, really hard to contain. But they're their own worst enemy, really, Canberra. Most games Canberra lose, it's Canberra's fault. That's so fine. That, that's I, the, I like that's the, the scary. Playing. I love it too, but that's, that's the real scary thing. If they keep getting it right, no one's realistically going to beat them. Well, then. they got it wrong first half. This is what I'm saying. They yeah. got it wrong first half. It was terrible. It looked really, really bad. But they stuck to what what they know, and they come home and won. Well, Good they, on They've banked top four. They've got a real chance at top two right now. They get Hodgson back, which is massive. Uh, Parramatta, they're just going to finish the year out strong. They've got some moves that need to be made. Obviously, Arthur needs to find a halves partner. They've signed Jamal Fogarty, from all knowledge I have, uh, from up there, Burley. He was at your club before. He was a uh, junior rep player that played in the halves, more of a six, though, I think, than a seven. But uh, now there's talk that Luke Walsh is on the way home, that there's a few clubs talking, and Parramatta is one of them. So I uh, don't know what's going to happen there. But if anything, I'd be ringing up uh, the Warriors and seeing what's doing with Lola here. If Lola here's not going to be getting a run and Hingano's there and mm, I don't all know the situation. Lola here with. You'd probably have to play Lola here at fullback. I think Corey Norman needs someone solid and stable. Well, realistically, Gutson will take that job next year. That's his legit position. Fullback. So that's what he plays. Bevan French will play there before him. Well, that's the thing. There's a couple of them there, so I don't think they're going to be Certainly bringing Lola won't here. Certainly won't be Gutherson. Lola here's a six, and I know Norman's more of a six, but I think you can just park them both sides of the field. They already did that this year with mm. Norman and Foran. They both played six. Yeah, Foran's a good organiser, but yeah, well, so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, and also, Parramatta are now dictated to who's available. So they might have to go with Alola here or go or whoever's there. You don't really have a freedom of choice, do you? No, they don't have too much choice there. I but don't understand why they just don't keep Robson. They probably will. I'd sign him and keep him as your backup because I think he's he was really good when Norman was there and he was playing with Norman because he just kicked and chased and did all the little things and it unlocked Corey Norman. Yeah, well, I agree with you there. And they're going to play... The Dragons this week, so good chance for Parramatta to grab one more win. And the Raiders, they have to play a depleted manly. It's supposed to be Jamie Lyons' last home game, but they reckon he's not even going to get on the field. So His hamstring, they reckon it's gone. Yeah, bad signs for him. But Hopefully he does get on the field. Yeah. The Dragons, speaking of them, wiped by the Roosters, 42-6. to uh, The capitulations basically continued. They obviously grabbed that impressive win last week against the Sharks side that's on the slide. But since I've left, they've just... I have no idea how they come up with what they did last Saturday night and then they come up with that on, <coughs> on Sunday. No idea. Yeah, well... Like, they're inept in attack. They're just side to side. Their yeah. number one hooker isn't a number one hooker. They're playing Marketo, who is a back rower, at nine. Uh, they've now withdrawn the offer to Mitch Rain. Uh, Benji Marshall looks hamstrung by the way that they want to play. They've got... Um, Whittop and Marshall, who, again, are both running halves, trying to play this bullshit block-to-block, sideline-to-sideline crap. They've got Josh Dugan there who can't throw a pass at fullback. He's a runner. It's just they're so frustrating to watch. Um, and I think, you know, by and large, they've got a pretty good forward pack, St. George. Like, it's not great, but it's certainly not the worst forward pack in the comp. No, I just think, again, I said it earlier in the year, all, all the little things that frustrate me is McGregor refuses to change. They brought Demetrio. He was supposed to help the attack. I watched the cutters play. 
play a completely different style to what they do and I don't know again if you feel threatened in your job don't bring other people in to help if you're not going to willing to accept the change mm. and then Kurt Mann was his ball playing solution he plays the exact same system again and it hasn't been working so why would you buy Kurt Mann for there's lots of questions around what they're doing um, they, I can't wait I re- like, it, was no, good to, it was good to watch the Roosters because the Roosters really opened up and they played a real good style of footy but Man, the Dragons, yeah, I can't watch That's them. It's, it's time, time's come. He's, he's done as a coach. They need somebody else in there. There's talk about Cleary, but something's got to give. Uh, and that, like I said, the Demetrio... Then again, if I'm a coach looking at that roster, no thanks. Well, if you get full control and you can flip things, but again, you hear the talk about their salary cap situation and that they don't have the full control, the club's not in the best position financially. Well, the, a lot of the... There's a bit of talk on Twitter from some uh, you know regulars on Twitter with us, but... They were saying that the <coughs> wing's going to buy it out, so the sooner that wing gets control, the better. But I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm, I don't know the ins and outs of it politically or structurally within the club, obviously. But if from they can an get standpoint, something needs to change. If they can get full cap and ease that pressure and have someone like Ivan Cleary come in, which is what they're talking about doing, that's a massive win. That's a lot. Well, to situation. start with, the first thing I'd, I'd do is you'd try and get Sekiara back, wouldn't you? Play him at nine. Well, there's plenty of moves. That'll straighten could, them up. There's a lot of straight moves I think you could make straight away, but I think they've put got him the, with Widdop. You can't have you can't have Marshall and Widdop. I don't think. No, nah, I'm saying there's a lot of things that need to happen. They need full cap and they need a better coach. With Paul McGregor and the situation there, if I'm talking drag, I'm not even talking the Dragons. I thought I've seen the last two years. And I'm just know. thinking, well, who's who's available on the market as a half? That's an organizer. Well, I haven't looked. A real solid uh, who's left, but most. You'd be making, wouldn't you? Be ringing South and saying, "Look, is it is it true that Reynolds wants to go? If you put Reynolds and Whitop together with Seguiaro and Dugan, that's a pretty good." Well, spot. they were after Hodkinson apparently. If Nathan Brown were to push yeah. him, so again, um, at or least Ma- or Mullen. Like, would you rather Mullen than nah, Marshall? I wouldn't pay Mullen a cent. Mullen to fall apart with one of his hamstrings or his. No, what I'm saying is, say say Mullen's on six hundred, and in Newcastle say we'll pay half. Well, if I'm the Dragons. Out of the one of the two, you want Hodkinson, you don't want Mullen. But I think if Newcastle was going to punt one of those two, they're going to punt Mullen before they punt Hodkinson for the same reasons. Injuries and just general performance and what he's delivered over his career. But that talk died pretty quickly as well. For a few weeks there, it was solid. That well, they're they going to pick, pick the phone up. They have to pick the phone up. Yeah, well, start to do something. It's too, I reckon it's too late. The Dragons are already fluffed for next year. They haven't sorted their nine situation. They didn't uh, sort out the Benji thing. I reckon they're just going to fall on eight next year. Wow. Well. So, uh, unless they're going to make some real late moves, but... Well, they need uh, to make a decision on the coach then soon. That's what I mean. Everything, if coach, everything, they're coaching the side next year, and the longer this goes on, the least likely I am to even look at it. Everything's frozen, and the one thing they didn't need, they bought, again, when they got Sims, they got another back row. It's just one of these... That's what I mean. I think their forward pack's pretty good. Well, they're, they're heavy, too heavy in the back row, and then they've got Leilua and Host, who I like. They're both young guys who are good players, but just an unnecessary... Well, they, didn't Leilua just sign with the dogs? Oh, there was talk he was going to. I think to. he has. I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't has. seen an announcement. As of the weekend, they were still only saying there was... They denied interest, so I don't know okay. if it's happened that quickly, but just it's just an unnecessary purchase to get Sims mid-year on big money in a position that clearly wasn't needed to be filled with Frizzell right. and Thompson. And they resigned Thompson, which I thought he would have been on the outer if they got Sims. So you got him, host. There's, there's a lot of back rails, but there's not much other. Frizzell in the front row. He plays tight lock in it. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot to sort there for them. Uh, Roosters, like I said, sad to see this so late in the year, but start the year without Pierce, Maloney, Sheck, no Rory Hargraves, no Cordner, young pair of halves. Jake Friend, as we said, was mostly frustrated because he was trying to carry the burden. It wore on people like Guerra, who's been used to success for the last three years. He's 
uh, form kind of went in the toilet. He got. Back I think in. it's all a bit overstated. They, they've they've lost the most games by less than four points. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They've obviously had a lot of external circumstances go on. They've also had the last three years of won the minor premiership. So a lot has and gone right for them. The least this year, everything's basically gone wrong yeah. wrong for them. So and now they've got every all their pieces on the field. They're smashing sides. So. You certainly wouldn't want to run it. Who have they got this week? The Roosters. They've got the Sharks. And then they, they, they play, really they play open, the Broncos. They can really open things up for Canberra to grab that top two spot. Oh, man. And at the moment, like, based on what I saw this weekend, I'll, I'll be tipping the Roosters. The upside for them is when you have a half year like this, they've blooded in some good players. So Joseph Mano, I thought his contributions are positive. Latrell's tired now, but they've got more games under his belt. Robinson said that in the weekend than what they expected to by this point in time at fullback. Um, I really like Connor Watson. A few other guys. Like Vunaketsi, he got his few games. I don't think he's a long term. They're going to move Latrell back to one. He will go back to one next year. He said that straight away. Yeah. But just for now, because he's a bit worn out and a bit tired, they're playing the wing for the rest of the year. So. Bullshit. Um, I, think ne- I think next year I expect more of a Sheck kind of situation with Gordon going there. I think Gordon will play wing and do the goal kicking and probably swap with him in good ball. Do the goal kicking? Have you seen him goal kicking lately? Well, I haven't been here, so no, I haven't. He couldn't hit the side of the bar. But That's bad. I just let Tokyaho kick. I like Tokyaho kicking. I'm telling you, Tokyaho would be kicking 25% better than uh, Michael Gordon at the moment. Yeah, well, fair enough. But Roosters... I'm telling you, big boy. I'll tell you where the NRL stuffed up. Really stuffed up. Like, And it's obviously uh, a long long way gone. But imagine if South were playing the Roosters last round. Neither of them were going to make the finals. It'd be like their grand final. It'd be a great game. It'd be awesome. And that's always the last get... uh, I don't know. What have they done? I don't know. Todd... They kill each it's other. It's an investigation. They do that stupid thing where everyone plays each other within four weeks. That used to happen with us and Manly. What have they done? They used to play us and Manly, like, just before Origin when both of us were a little bit flat, and then during Origin, like, you just burnt two of the best games we usually get. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You should be putting Melbourne Manly like first couple of rounds and then Melbourne Manly right at the end of the year. Yeah. And vice versa. Like Cowboys Broncos should be the same. Never play those games during Origin. Make sure those games are prompt. Correct. But, you know, that's just the I'm hour. filthy. I was I actually expected it and then I looked at the draw today. I was like, oh, no. It's not the yeah. last uh, game, of the, uh, game of the year. Yeah. Well, simple way to sum that up. They were terrible. They got flogged. They're going to play the Eels this week. Good chance for the Eels to grab a win. Uh, the Roosters could really put a hurt on the Sharks here and make them lose that home final. Not only lose their top two spot, but then be pushed out of getting a game at Shark Park. Or no, they don't get one at Shark Park. They so don't get one. They're going to Allianz now. Regardless, they're going to Allianz. So that's pretty sad for them. But the last one of the round, speaking of the Sharks, twelve six beaten by a resurgent Southside. Um, the spark late on continues, much like the Roosters. Attitude has been cleaned up. The errors have also been cleaned up. And they've just been a lot more effective up the guts, which most of this year you watched them play for their forward pack, and that's what I kept complaining about. Them, just more, well, and they got rid of Cameron McInnes because yeah. let's be fair, he was he was he's as bad as Leisha. Yeah, him, him and Leisha are the two most all, overrated. All the Burgesses though combined were making almost double figure yeah, errors between the three yeah. of them. But everything. So that's because they're trying to create because no one else was. Gi, he seemed that's his, that was his best game of the year last night. Yeah, Gi seemed really sparked up last night. I he think just did a lot of real little things. Highmore Hunt after his injury and before his injury, from what I saw at but the Titans not impressed his small games at the South really impressed Aaron Gray up. also this year I think has improved a hell of a lot well Joe Burgess um, has improved so there's a lot of bits and pieces there that seem to have come together Kyle Turner seems a lot more confident and physical John Sutton nah I think he's helped me out since he's got back. Uh, so uh, I, I think there's some positives there but moving on to next year I don't really know what they're going to do or what the thoughts are but if this was the kind of attitude they had early on in the season 
and had, didn't have the Kiri situation or the bullshit happening off the field, they probably do lean in the bottom of the eight. Do they win the comp? I don't think they go close to win the comp, but they but should they have beaten be the eight. One of these sides, imagine the, them taking this form into the bottom of the eight. I think they beat the Bulldogs next week, honestly, on the form I've seen right now. And that's a team, again, that's close to being in the top four. So I'd be back I'd be back in South right now to beat the South, yeah, Newcastle this weekend and knock the Bulldogs off next weekend. <laughs> Uh, that's honestly the best. <coughs> I honestly think they will so <clears throat> that's just my opinion but this game like you said one of those ugly ones got right in the grind Sharks frustrated and no more bigger sign than frustration than the late short dropout with no players there Maloney couldn't execute it and Jack Bird almost had a meltdown so yeah. <clears throat> he wanted to punch holes in his own teammate and uh, yeah just shows where they're at right now and Valentine Holmes limped off Gallon didn't play Fecky what we said massively underrated helping out with that side he hasn't played for a few weeks. He's expected back this week along with Gallon, but they almost ruled out Valentine Armstrong last night saying he would basically be a guarantee to miss this week. So they better hope it's nothing long-term. Mm. Um, that could be a big loss heading into the finals. So Sharkies need to sort their shit out to be basic. Um, I'll tell you the big thing I took out of last night, they're not playing at the guts as much. No, they're trying to go Where's, the, where's the anger gone? There was a lot of early shifts, especially in the wet. And I was like, what are you doing? I know you've got a couple I'll of... i tell you what happened. Russell Packer... Almost punch holes in Fafita last week, and that was it. That was the end of their middle game. They just, it just seemed apparent almost every time they got like a half decent hit up early in the set, there was a shift straight away, and there was no room, and it was easy to read. So, this is supposed to be the side that drags in the mud, fights in the trenches, and then started to use their back line a little bit. Now they seem obsessed with the fact they've got a few toys, and they're not doing the hard work up the gut. So, mm-hmm. they need to get back to basics and fast. They need to get ugly again. Yeah. That's their strength. And, uh, South, full credit to them. They played a very good game and they play Newcastle next week. They probably put the hurting on them, those poor bastards. They're looking forward to Mount Monday, I bet. I bet they get a good holiday booked. Or maybe they just stay at the stadium for a week and just reflect on what, what the season was. Better than Lego. Oh, wow. And Cronulla, they play the Roosters. Big chance they could get upset in the process. But that wraps up the reviews of the games for the weekend. And we've done the Fast Five, the Power Rankings, no gossip this week. So we can basically jump straight in. Uh, to what we're going to talk about the gossip what's it got for us we've got a little bit of gossip there's probably most things that are outstanding or you probably heard a little bit about but today it was announced Ryan Morgan he's off to St Helens for three years so not going back to Parramatta not staying with Melbourne probably not a bad career move for him to be honest he's on the fringe of things you go over there get yourself set in and secured Mitch Rain talking with the Eels so obviously they're looking to bolster their hooking Statue I heard today, basically... So what, he want to get a haircut, play under Brad Arthur? Well, I've heard the same thing I've heard all year. He wants 450 500 they're, they're not willing to offer that. They're willing to offer about 300 Parramatta wouldn't be paying that, surely. 300 350 is what the Dragons are willing to offer. They've both never moved all year. Basically, today, they've just pulled the contract and said, we're not talking anymore. So, he's definitely probably not going to be around at the Dragons. But if well, he... he's at bench nine at the moment, and he's lucky to be that. Well, if the Eels are in, um, I don't know what they're going to be offering, but they're obviously in the position of power if he can't even get a deal at the Dragons who are struggling. What's wrong with Kaiser Pritchard? I don't know. I like Kaiser Pritchard. Him and DeGoyce, I suppose they might just be looking no, at De Goyce, I think he's almost done. DeGoyce plays as hard as any man in the Exactly. So, but he's, he's probably only got a year or two left in him. And that's probably why they're looking at Rain, if they can get him at a decent price and yeah. try and fix him up. What would you pay for Mitch Rain? Or the way he's been playing, or just off my opinion, I, I, I reckon the Dragons are on the money about three hundred, three fifty. Definitely not. So you them. reckon you gossip said that you wouldn't pay Marshall three hundred? No. You reckon Mitch Rain's a better player than Benji Marshall? He's a lot younger. He's got time left with the right coach. 
No way. I I would, oh, there's no, there's absolutely no way I'd pay Mitch Mitch Rain three hundred. I'd pay him two hundred two fifty. I wouldn't have Benji Marshall in my top twenty five. I wouldn't have signed Benji in the first place. I'm just saying, That's Benji Marshall. I'd be paying Benji Marshall way before I'd pay Mitch Rain. I just wouldn't pay him at all because he stinks. I wouldn't buy either of them realistically. And he's got a man bun. At this point in time, a twenty five year old or a thirty something year old who just runs his own race and drifts sideways and throws balls and ten rows into the grandstand. No. Marshall is what he is. Yeah. They just don't plonk him into a side that's going to play the block-block shit, basically. Hmm. He's, still, he's still past it, I think. But Mitch Rain, see what happens there. Uate apparently heading to Warrington. I'm sure Newcastle would be, be happy about that. that. Uh, the last year of the contract supposed to be voted around 480000 It was pretty heavily loaded to start with, but that's still a lot of money. So if they can offload all of it, or at least most of it, I'm pretty sure Newcastle will be keen to get rid of it. Yep. Uh, St. Helens... They had an offer in apparently for Benji Marshall. Either that or he yeah, well, six fifty. Well, there you go. Six fifty for him. Obviously overseas, you get a bit of a boost up there. But they've withdrawn that offer. Obviously after watching him play uh, and Sharks. Oh, well, I think they've signed someone this week. St Helens. Yeah. Well, Sharks. They're in talks with Corbin Sims. The word is there that again, just trying to strip down the side and guys that are on pretty big contracts. That Nathan Brown is happy to talk to some clubs or some players. Moving on, I've already heard. Some Newcastle fans not happy, thinking Corbin's been one of their better players uh, yeah. this year. I probably agree with that. But again, if, how much is he on? If they don't rate him for the money he's on, and they're able to offload him, um, that's kind of the whole project of the rebuild. And the last bit he got here from gossip: Barrett keen to lure James Roberts to Brookvale. Well, I put it this way: that's the last move he should be trying to make. If you can't be successful at two or three other clubs, and you can't be successful under Wayne Bennett, you're not going to be successful back in Sydney surrounded by people you've got in trouble with before under a rookie coach let's put it that way so that's just my opinion but yeah. if he can't be successful at his third club especially under Wayne Bennett it's game over it's time to go play park football or it's time to go overseas mm. so that basically sums that up but tips we do them now and obviously the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport make sure you do it with William Hill uh, the lineup's trying to find that we're a bit early this afternoon but the first game is the Dogs versus the Cowboys. That's obviously a Dogs home game. You said that one's at Belmore. It's at Belmore, my friend. So, decent atmosphere there. I bet you that's going to be, hopefully, a game with plenty of feeling and a bit of spite in it. Uh, Mr. Gossip, he has gone the Cowboys. What about yourself? Yeah, Cowboys. <coughs> I love it how you, we've done no score update or give me a wrap for my perfect round last week. Well, I was going to ask you, because you've got a sheet, I don't. Well done, ladies so. and gentlemen. I'm going to go the Cowboys as well. Looking at how things are going, they don't have final lineups up just yet. It's supposed to be by five o'clock. I think they're all finished, but either either, uh, everyone back on deck. I'm not too sure about Scott or Granville, but from what I saw last week, perfectly happy to go with them. Top fours on the line. I'm sure they want to steal that spot. And with William Hill, the odds Canterbury are two dollars fifteen, and the Cowboys a dollar seventy. The line minus two and a half, one to twelve. The Dogs, 325, 310 the Cowboys. 13 plus, 550 for Canterbury. 360 for the Cowboys. When that market was released last night, North Queensland were $2.10. Well, that's ridiculous, because if I would have seen that at well, $2.10... I was going 10, to. I was going to have our charity bet straight on it. Yeah. So, but they didn't have a 1-12. to 12. I was counting a 1-12. to 12. What's the overall standings in the tipping call? Uh, I'm on 126. I got a perfect round last week. You're on 124. You got you only got the one, the one wrong. I had South. You had Sharks. So that was a difference <coughs> between us last weekend. You're on 124. And gossip, he threw a few few curly ones out there last week. He had the Dogs, Tigers, 
and he also had the shark. So he got five last week, and he's on one, two, one. So the lesson to learn here is that when you're drunk in a foreign country, in foreign you tip better than what you do weeks, when you actually think about you it. You tip better when you actually analyze Correct. what's going on. So I come from last to being almost behind you now. That's, yeah, that's I had weird. a couple of lean weeks there. That's real whack. But the second game, Friday night, Melbourne versus the Broncos, usually a blockbuster. It's down there at Amy Park. Gossip has gone the storm. I'm going to stick with Melbourne. Yeah, uh, I'm being at home, and I wouldn't be surprised if last round we might stick the knife in to the Raiders and pull our players, which might keep the Sharks in that top two position. But um, there's talk that we might pull players. So I wish we were playing you. Yeah. I think we might be able to get the job done this week from what I've seen from Brisbane, but you're going the Storm as well. I'm going the Storm. I, I could easily tip Brisbane, but down there, um, yeah, I think, I think they'll win Melbourne. Well, William Hill, they agree with us. $1.50 about the Storm, two sixty. the Broncos. Minus 5.5 is the line. $1.12 to Storm, $3. Broncos, $4.00. 13-plus Storm, two eighty five eighty five. They win here, Brisbane, and then I, I'm back, I, I believe. But I'm not, I'm not going to tip them. On for and against... No, I mean, they're just back in terms of... Like, they beat Melbourne. 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 They're you know, back. Their season. And they, they had a really tough win down there last year. I think you, you'd remember that game. They had Melbourne had set after set after set on their line. And <coughs> it was probably the making of their, their season. Uh, I think it was during the origin period. Um, so, yeah, well, hopefully, um, from my point of view, anyway, I've got a big bet on them to finish top four. It looks an outside chance at the moment. There's going to have to be a lot go their way. But I'm, I'm with Melbourne. Well, my roosters missed, down there, roosters right? missed the top eight at $3. That was a cracker. Thank you. And I got the Raiders top eight ones already booked in. Melbourne minor premiers is looking pretty good, hopefully, if they win one more game. Uh, and then the other one that's still hanging in the balance, same as you, I got the Cowboys top four. Well, I had Eels to finish in the top eight. That was good odds. Yeah. They would have too. Well, I'm getting, Cheaters. I'm getting paid already a few of them, but the Cowboys is the big one. Well, I had Titans. They, the over-under for wins was five and a half. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, we did them at the start. And I had uh, Newcastle. I was the only one that had Newcastle to win the spoon. You clowns! Mm. They've won one game. Well, the overs unders. I tell you what, last year I had a good year. I know you couldn't do them last year, obviously, but I got thirteen out of sixteen. So, fingers crossed. We'll look at them at the end of the season, see what happened. Out of the vault, but Super Saturday kicks off. Manly at home to the Raiders. A lot of players, like I said, playing on just because they're. Lacking in numbers, Jamie Lyons farewell. Very unlikely to play. They've had twelve half combos this year. Canberra Red Hot. They should be all kinds of fight up now. Well, They've got a chance Canberra. to steal a top two spot. But Raiders. Uh, Gossip's Raiders. Your Raiders. I'm also going the Raiders. William Hill definitely agree with us there. Raiders are the favourite. A dollar thirty seven. Three ten for Manly. Minus eight and a half is the line. One to twelve Manly. Four twenty five Raiders. Three fifteen. Thirteen plus Manly. Eight dollars Raiders. 230. Titans, Panthers, one looking to book its spot and guarantee its place, the other looking to show they've got some actual potential to push on in this final series. Um, Gossip, he's tipped the Titans. I haven't seen the lineup yet. Like I said, it's supposed to be 5 o'clock, which they're right on the brink of to see if Taylor and Roberts are in the halves. That's the big factor. Well, Taylor was, he didn't just didn't play Taylor at all on the weekend. Well, he had to have been injured if he's not going to, you know. Give him a run. He's been out in and out, hasn't he, the last few weeks while I've been away? Or no, all, all no, he's played nearly every week. This this was the first week he had out. Mm-hmm. It's been Roberts that's been out, not Taylor. Haven't they been both in and out? No. Mm. Well, there you go. No. Obviously, I've been reading things wrong while I've been drinking the sweet, sweet liquors. Uh, I'm going to go the Titans purely because I think they're going to be fired up for this one and they're at home mm-hmm. if they want to play finest football. 
this is basically the semis before the semis, even though I think they really won't make a dent on things if they get to the finals. This is probably their biggest I'm, game. I'm not convinced. I'm tipping Penrith. And I don't blame you for doing so. Uh, the odds, the Titans are the favourites at home with William Hill at $1.75, $2.10. For the Panthers, minus two is a line. One to twelve Titans, three thirty-five. One to twelve Panthers, three seventy. Uh, Thirteen plus Titans, three forty. The Panthers, four thirty. And to finish things off, Cronulla looking to steer the ship right and get things back on track. They play the Roosters, who are in red hot form. It is at the Prison um, again. Lineup's not up yet, so I'm pretty sure he almost guaranteed that Holmes is going to be out last night. Fecky and Gallum both expected to return for this one and the lineups have just came through so I'll be able to see Paul Gallen and Fecky both back in they've named Holmes for the time being the Roosters unchanged um, I'm going to go the Roosters yeah me too it's uh, just one of those games I think the way they're playing right now even with players back in I'm not convinced where I'll see them the Sharks Gossip's also got the Roosters so well an exposed form like yeah, it's hard not to, and the way they've been playing, and yeah, you, you need to see the Sharks turn it around the way they've been flat. Get as you said, the Roosters now have got the Sharks and the Broncos, so that's they're, they're just going to treat the next two weeks like semi-finals. And they'll, they'll throw caution to the. They have no stress because they're out, so that's the best thing about it. They can technically ruin or at least put a bit of a dent on two team seasons. So. Yeah. And they're a finals team. The Roosters now, yeah, now 100%. the side they're running out is a top eight side. They're yeah. not going to finish in the top eight because they haven't had a side for. <laughs> The majority of the year, but that's a top eight side they're running out. Yeah, 100%. Uh, they are favourites, the Sharks, with William Hill, fifty-seven at home to write things, but the Roosters, very juicy at $2.40. Minus four and a half is a line. One to 12, the Sharks, three ten. The Roosters, four oh five. Thirteen plus, the Sharks, three dollars. The Roosters, four thirty-five. I don't, I don't mind. No, the Roosters, five thirty-five, thirteen plus. I don't mind that. Mm, I don't know if I'd go that big, but I, I like the two forty. There's no doubt about that. Sunday, the Warriors versus the Tigers. Uh, this one, one of these teams will be scratched after this result. The fact that it's in New Zealand, regardless of base, with Carter coming back in, Lola here coming back in, no Tedesco. This is quite easy, I think, to yeah, expect. To Warriors. The Warriors, but God knows what they're going to toss up. Who knows? Well, either side. Chucks, at least, uh, sorry, the Tigers have got some excuses. Yeah, well, they're 1-17. They've just added an 18th man in Michael Cheekham. On the other side, Carter Lola here. Bunty Afoa comes in as an 18th oh, Bunty Afoa, bro. So, don't know what you're going to get from the Warriors ever, but at home, everything's in their favour the next two weeks to maybe get in, depending on what happens with your mob. The Titans, and they're heavily favoured with William Hill. $1.30, $3.35 for the Tigers, minus 10 the line. One to twelve Warriors, three dollars. One to twelve Tigers, five twenty-five. Thirteen plus Warriors, two fifteen. Tigers, ten bucks. So big biggies there. Newcastle against South Sydney. You poor buggers. Things probably aren't going to get any easier for them. Uh, it's just been such a long year. Corey Dennis is in from the twenties. Mullins back in. Mataudia, Siani, and Pat both back in. So plenty of changes there. On the other side, Cameron McInnes. David Tyrrell, Zane Musgrove, all added to an extended bench. So a squad of 20. There's obviously a few players under a cloud there. This game on Sunday? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. For this Seattle is the main game. game. Sunday, are they 4 o'clock? Yeah. Jeez. Good times. I don't care what changes or if there's yeah, any players hanging. You tip it south any day of the week. The odds even here for a 13 plus. I know it's a bit lower. I might take a minus 20 line or something. But Newcastle with <laughs> William Hill, 425. South Sydney, $1.22. Minus 13 and a half is the line. 1 to 12, Newcastle 650, South 310, 13 plus, Newcastle $14, South Sydney 180. Good value there for you, cousin Gary. 
<laughs> get on. Get on the 12 and a half start. Get on, son. Well, if, if, if South go back into their little lull, Newcastle are a chance. But oh. the way they've played in the last three weeks, I feel it. South will beat them 13 plus. You I think? feel a shellacking coming on. And the last game of the round, Parramatta versus the Dragons. This is the last um, game at Pertec. Before yeah. they do the rebuild, it's also the last Monday night game as well. It is. What an absolute Which is dog shit. gem to finish on. What? Let's start a petition. You can't. They can't get rid of Monday night football. Well, I'm the one who's been blown. It's an up. institution. I don't like Thursday. I Thursday. like both. Thursday's terrible. It's great. It's just keep more Monday. footy the better. Monday's more award night. I like Monday. it. Monday, oh, come well, on. Bo Scott's back for Parramatta. So is Brad Takarengi and Tepai Barrow. So Rory O'Brien and Vaitato out. So a better lineup there. Put a Parramatta seal on the flip side. Benji Marshall gone. Drew Hutchinson comes into the side. <laughs> They've got Good Jacob move. Host uh, in and Lafay back. Milner's out. Packer got suspended. <coughs> Ooh, mate. Good cough. Should have stayed overseas. Mate, they call it the Kentucky cough. It's good stuff. Should try it on. Um, here with a couple of changes and just how bad the Dragons have been, I'm going to stick with Parramatta. Feels. To get a win. Gossip, he's also gone. The Parramatta seal and the odds there with William Hill. They are the favourites. Parramatta a dollar sixty-five at home, two twenty-five for St George, minus four. The line one to twelve eels three ten. Dragons four oh five. Thirteen plus the eels three ten again. And the Dragons thirteen plus five fifteen. Charity bet. What are you thinking? I, know, I definitely like the Roosters. Yeah, let's just go to the Roosters 1-12. to 12. To be honest, uh, Roosters at 240, looking pretty good. I say we multi up here. Roosters into the Cowboys then. Uh, who, do you like Penrith though, don't you? I like Penrith. Well, let's just go big. It's getting to the back end of the year. I reckon we go the triple. All right, let's do it. Done. So if I put those... Cowboys, Panthers, Roosters. Into a multi. It's quick on the app, mate. It's off to the side here. $8.57. Boom. So $100 stake on that bad boy. Roosters, Panthers, and the Cowboys to get the job done. After you take the stake out, a potential collective $757. We're not playing around. That's what we want, big boy. It's the business end of the season. And the odds for the Premiership, we're getting to that time of the year with WilliamHill.com. We'll have a quick look at those. I'm pretty sure things would be similar uh, to what they have been the last week, which has had Melbourne leading the charge and then not too far off the mark there being the Sharks the Cowboys and Canberra the big one that's shortened in a long long way probably God knows how long it's been since they've been in single figures to win the premiership but <clears throat> they're right around the money there's no doubt about that for now the price has changed Cowboys into a dollar sixty-seven. oh god can't, can't keep shortening it up can't do that to us but Melbourne in the premiership market with WilliamHill.com $3.40 the Raiders now even with North Queensland five fifty second favourites for the premiership Cronulla $6, Brisbane $8, $10 for the Dogs, Panthers 21 Titans 34 and the two hanging on by the skin of their teeth, New Zealand Warriors 151 and the Tigers. Anyone wants to bet the Tigers, feel free to do it with Brockbet. I'm, uh, I'm willing to take any stake. Well, your top four, we talked about Canterbury or the Cowboys. Cowboys $2 to grab that last top four spot. Dogs favourite $1.85. Brisbane $15 now, so if you're confident they can somehow get it. Top four? Wow. That spot's there if you want to reinvest. The top eight, basically, like we said, we already know how this is settled. It's down what to those three teams. The top eight. Top eight, the Titans, dollar twenty. Jeez, it's not that. Four fifty, the Warriors, twenty-one dollars. Uh, and to make the grand final, some of the money here. Melbourne Storm, a dollar seventy-five. 
Cowboys two seventy five, Canberra two seventy five, Sharks two seventy five. God, I'd love to see a Melbourne Canberra grand final. Dogs four, Brisbane four fifty, and then it gets a bit outside. Penrith eleven dollars, fifteen dollars for the Titans, sixty seven. The Warriors, and you've got the Tigers two hundred and fifty one. So there's fifteen someone. bucks to make the grand final. The Titans, yeah, no hope. No, should be one hundred and fifty to one. There's some of the futures bets there. Thanks to WilliamHill.com, probably the only other one left over. Minor Premiership, Melbourne at $1.03 now, pretty much written in there. $12 for the Sharks have taken an absolute miracle. But all those tips and the gossip brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. They have live betting now on their phone. Don't bet with the Dinosaur Ages, with the Tabber and all these other guys. Make sure you are with WilliamHill.com. But that basically wraps us up. Charity bet, like we said, three-legger. Panthers, Cowboys, and the Roosters gets you basically just over $8 worth of value there if you want to ride with us this week. Looking to collect big. It's good to be back. Sorry if things were a little bit flat, just getting over the jet lag and obviously the cough. Hopefully the big boy here sitting next to me doesn't get crook. Yeah, you get me crook. I'm carrying it? everything. City of surf's over, but so I've got a couple of weeks before my next run. It's all right. You can I'm just binge, sick. binge up and live the life like I over the last I couple of weeks. last week and a half. But there we go. Fast five. Everything's been done. Reviews of the games, tips, gossip. It's all there. There's two rounds to go. Things are pretty much shaping up. Really, really looking forward to some finals football. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work.